thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Welcome. We're believing God for answers for you. And uh, how many of you know the word won't leave you like it found you? And so we invite you, get hold of your Bible, get a notepad, pen or pencil, or whatever device you want to use, but follow along with us. But not only that, release your faith in the word you hear taught today. Amen. Um, We started on the previous episode talking about when Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. Think of that. The kingdom of God is in us. Well, what does that, what does that mean? Well, Paul stated something in Romans chapter 14 and verse 17, and he said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So how many of you know that's the flow that belongs to us while we're on the earth? Righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the kingdom. That's the flow of the kingdom that is in us now. Because it's in us now, we have to learn to draw on that. We have to learn in the face of failure, in the face of weakness, to draw on our righteousness. We have to learn in the face of troubling circumstances to draw on our peace. We have to learn in the face of turmoil to draw on joy. These are the flows of the kingdom, and it's in us. Jesus said, the kingdom is in you. So all that heaven is enjoying right now, it's in us. Amen. And that's the flow that God will manifest in. That's the flow that God will do his work when we are yielding to right who we are in Christ, that righteousness. When we yield to peace, when we yield to joy, God can manifest and he will manifest. He's not manifesting himself in the flow of, of fear. He's not manifesting himself in the flow of worry. Why? Because he has nothing to do with that. That doesn't reflect him at all. So the Holy Ghost will lead us into this flow that's on the inside of us. Righteousness, peace, and joy. And really, righteousness is who we are in Christ. Amen. We're not... The word righteous means right with God. Jesus made us right with God. Um, Jesus was right with God. He took his rightness and he made it our rightness. And because of that, we can live completely different. We're not right with God because we've earned it. We're not right with God because we've done everything right. We're right with God because Jesus did everything right. And the devil constantly works to get us to forget that. Mm -hmm. Because if we forget who we are in Christ, who Christ made us to be, what Christ made ours, when we forget that, then our faith is not, our faith is weakened. Mm -hmm. 
And how many of you know, we can only conduct business with God on the basis of faith. So the enemy is constantly after our faith Mm -hmm. because he wants to injure our effectiveness with God. Mm -hmm. He wants to hinder what we can receive from God. Mm -hmm. Listen, God never holds back anything from us. He never withdraws. He's already made all things ours. Mm -hmm. I love the, in, in the story of the prodigal son, You'll remember the prodigal son that had gone away from the father's household, lived a lifestyle he shouldn't have lived. Mm-hmm. But he, the Bible said he came to himself. Yes. I'm so glad that when we come to Christ, we come to really who we've been made to be. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. To, God, God has made us to be his children. Yes. He wants everyone to receive what he made us yes. to be. Right. You have to receive it. Yes. And so when we receive who we are in in him, we receive Jesus as our savior, we come to ourselves. That's the real us, amen? So that prodigal son, he had been away from his father's household. He came to himself and he came running back to his father. The father ran and met him. He did not even have to make it all the way back to the father's house, but, but the father had already met him. I tell you what, that is certainly a replica or a picture of our heavenly father. You just turn his direction and he'll meet you. Amen. No one's ever turned toward him and him not been there. You, you make a turn toward him and he will always meet you there. But notice this, when the elder son who hadn't left the father's house, he hadn't broken fellowship with his father. When he heard that the younger son had come back, he was uh, displeased. Mm -hmm. And he said to the father, you never did all that stuff for me and I never left you. He said, you never threw a party for me. You never put a ring on my hand. You never put a garment on on me that you, like like you did that son that came back. Mm -hmm. But I love what the father said to the son. He said, son, You've always been with me. And he said, and all that I have is thine. I love that phrase. That's what the father has done for us. All that is his is ours. Nothing of God's goodness has been withheld from us. Everything that is his is already ours. When we remember that, and we remember what he made ours in Christ, it elevates the, the standard of living we enjoy. Amen. The devil wants to cause us to back down from who we are in Christ. He wants us to back down from what has been made ours. He wants us, he doesn't mind that Jesus made us the healed as long as we don't receive it. He doesn't mind that Jesus made us prosperous as long as we don't enjoy it. How do we enjoy what God made ours? How do we receive it? With a hand of faith. And we have to have faith in that we have been made right so we can receive what he's made ours. Amen. Because if there's a sense of unrighteousness, we draw back. We're not bold in the Father's presence. When we know we've missed it, when we know we've done something we shouldn't do, we're not bold to release our faith. Uh, why is it? Our own heart condemns us. Yes. So what do you do? You, um, you go to 1 John 1, 9. That's if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us yes. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes. So now we're back into that flow of righteousness, that rightness once we confess it. Amen. Amen. So we, uh, I wanted to read something. I'd read it in the previous episode, something that blesses me so much that E.W. Kenyon wrote in one of his books. He said, to most of us, what we were before we found Christ so dominates our minds 
and so rules us that we forget what we are now in him. Therefore, we belittle our, our redemption and we magnify our failures. So what's the flip of that? What's the flip of that? Magnify our redemption. <laughs> Magnify our redemption. And he goes on and he says, our weakness we let ever live with us. We have forgotten that he is ever with us and in us. If we would persistently fix our thoughts upon what we are in Christ and what God and what Christ is doing for us at the right hand of the Father, it would lift us out of weakness. It would lift us out of failure into his strength. So set your mind on things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. See, so much of the time we're trying to get the devil to leave us alone when we just need to quit giving him attention because our attention is fixed on what Jesus has made ours that all that belongs to the Father is ours. Amen. We need to talk it. We need to meditate on it. We need to think about it. As I was saying in the previous episode, feed on the in Him scriptures, in Christ, that tell you what belongs to you because you belong to Him. And we made a list of those. We made, we put them on our website, DufresneMinistries.org for free. You can go to our website, download those. You can print them out. You can just put them on your device, keep them with you. If you will feed on those, mm-hmm. it will, it will transform yes. Yes. the way you think, Amen. the way you live your life. Yes. And uh, it will establish those truths in you because you know, You can't spend what you haven't made yours. And this is why many times people struggle Mm -hmm. to walk in victory because they haven't taken the time to settle it on the inside of them, to renew their minds Mm -hmm. and to also meditate, to drive it into their spirits, who they are in Christ and what belongs to them because they're in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, you quit putting up with things that the devil's trying to push, trying to push you around in life with. He'll try to take your past and push you around. You say, that, that's gone, devil. That's gone. That no longer describes me. Amen. Amen. And so uh, I want us to read again real quickly. I want us to read something in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. It reads, and all my children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. Notice the connection between being taught and walking in peace. When we're not taught who we are in Christ, when we don't study who we are in Christ, when we don't hold to who we are in Christ, it's going to affect our peace. It's going to rob us of peace because the circumstances of life are going to come to rob us. Mm -hmm. The accuser of the brethren, who is the devil, he will ever rob us of peace by pointing to our faults and failures. But when we're taught that when we repent, the blood of Jesus washes that away, we no longer have to deal with that. Amen. So again, verse 13, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace. Notice the word and is a conjunction between what was said and what's going to be said. What was said was that you're taught. What is going to be said is and and great shall be your peace. The teaching, you can't have great peace without being taught the word. Thank God for Victory Channel, Brother Copeland, KCM, that's allowing us to come and teach you these things because it will cause your peace to grow. But you have to hold to them. You have to say, 
You have to say, I'm being taught of the Lord. And because I'm taught of the Lord and I'm being taught of the Lord, my peace is growing. Amen. Held to these things. Verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established. What are you being taught? That you're right with God. What does that mean? Who you are in Christ. What Jesus purchased for you. What Jesus made yours as a free gift. Not what you earned, but what Jesus paid for himself for you to have. What belongs to you in Christ? Healing, prosperity, peace, joy, patience, all the fruits of the Spirit, righteousness, holiness, all of these things that Jesus paid for for us to walk in and enjoy. We have to be taught that they're ours. We're not trying to earn them, but we stand up on that. We stand up on those truths. And then great will be our peace in verse 14. In righteousness shalt thou be established. And when you have these things established in you, in your spirit, in the way you think, in the way you speak, in the way you conduct yourself, when you establish yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in a way that's right with God. I'm thinking in line with what God says. That's called righteousness. You're right thinking. Right thinking, right believing, right doing. That's an outflow of that righteousness that belongs to us. And in righteousness shalt thou be established. Now look what will happen when you establish that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt not fear. You'll be far from terror. For it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall gather together. What? Oppression, fear, terror. They'll gather together, but not not, not by me. God's not sending them. But notice, look at the next phrase. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Why? Because when those things come against you and you're established that you're right, they cannot get in. You can't keep them from coming, but you can keep them from getting in. This is what we're wanting to do. Establish that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, that you're right with God because the blood of Jesus cleansed you. The blood of Jesus washed away your past. The blood of Jesus uh, covers for all your weaknesses, failures, faults. Amen. Hallelujah. Our greatest defense against oppression, fear, terror, all the things that come against humanity, our greatest defense is knowing this, being taught this. It's not enough that you're taught it. You have to hold to it. (laughs) You know, uh, I would sit in a class in school and the teachers would teach and I didn't didn't always purpose to remember it. (laughs) And so I would let go of some things I was taught. We're taught so we can hold fast to them. We hold fast to them in the face of opposition. When we feel everything wrong coming against us, we go back, wait a minute, what did Jesus make mine? What does the Word say about this? Who, does, who has Jesus made me to be? Amen. So our greatest defense against the enemy is knowing I am right with God. God's not mad at me. He's not punishing me. He's not taking something from me to teach me a lesson. That's right, that's right. He's not, he's not punishing me for my past. Amen. Um, and so our greatest defense against the enemy is to learn what the word says about who we are in Christ. Amen. Um, if Christians are in bondage to anything, they are not in bondage to the devil. They're in bondage to an unrenewed mind. They are in bondage to not knowing who they are. 
It's our, listen, God gave us his word so that we could know who we are. Mm -hmm. It's our privilege to get in that word and find it out. That's right. Right. Learn it. Yes. Make it part of our life. It's not just something we visit on Sunday. It's the way we think. It's the way we live. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 So uh, I want to turn with me, if you would, now to Isaiah chapter 32. Isaiah chapter 32. Listen, oh, while you're finding that, I just, you just delight what has been made ours in Christ. Number one, the fellowship of God. We now can have fellowship with our Father. We have healing, prosperity, peace, joy, all these things, victory that belongs to us in Christ. Look at Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. It reads, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. That means no day is void of quietness. No, no day is void of peace. Why? Because no day is void of righteousness. When we're born again, we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. And if I could say it this way, this verse, when it says the work of righteousness shall be peace. When you establish that in your life, you're going to now enter into a flow of peace. Yes. And the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. What's this mean? The struggle's over. Right. The struggle is over. I'm not struggling in this life for peace. I'm not struggling in this life for victory. I'm not struggling in this life to win. I just establish who I am in Him. And I build that in me. Um, in my heart. Yes. When I say the heart, I'm not talking about the organ of the heart. I'm talking about the center of your being, which is your spirit, man. That's right. You build it in your spirit yes. on the inside of you. You build it into your thought life. Mm -hmm. You build it into your speech. Yes. Listen, I said something uh, year, several years ago. I, I said, Jesus, I have missed it. I keep missing it at the same place. See, listen, he knows when you miss it. Go talk to him about yes. it. Yes. He's not mad at you. Yes. He's there to lift you out of it. Yes. Every time you miss it, don't hide in shame. Mm -mm. That's sin consciousness. Right. Mm -hmm. Go back to goodness consciousness, oh, mercy yeah. consciousness, yeah. that yeah. he's good and he's merciful. Yeah. Anytime you miss it, run toward him. Say, Jesus, I missed it. Jesus, I sinned. Jesus, I did wrong. And I was having one of those days. <laughs> I was talking to him about something. And I said, I keep missing it in the same place. And I, I'm so I, I'm, I'm frustrated with myself. Mm -hmm for missing it in the same place. And I kept, you know, and I kept saying, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, we think if we say it more, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it means more. But uh, really it can, be, it can be a lack of faith to not receive, oh, I receive forgiveness. But whenever um, I said that to, I said that to God and uh, I had a sense to get on my knees. And when I did, Jesus stood in front of me and he said, he said this to me, you have failed many, many times. Yes. And I'm so glad he didn't leave me there. Well, I, and let me say this. I'm so glad he's not the first one that brought it up. Right. I brought it up first. <laughs> because it's not, it's not sane and it's not safe to call yourself right when you're not. Right. That's yeah, right. That's when you know you're doing wrong, it's not safe to push that under the rug and act like it's not there. No. Your safety is in going to the blood of Jesus and getting it dealt with. 
And so I said, Jesus, and he stood in front of me and he said to me, he said, you have missed it many, many times. And I'm so glad he didn't leave me there. He didn't say, hope you make it. (laughs) No, he said, you have missed it many, many times. You have failed many, many times. And listen, the next thing he said, but I never have. So I share my success with you. What is it? Righteousness. Who we are in Christ. He never missed it. He never failed. He always had free access to the Father. He brought us into his success. We share his success. We didn't earn it. He gave it to us. It's the free gift of righteousness. It's who we are in Christ. Amen. So what's that mean? The struggle's over. I don't have to be a success in life. Earned success in life. I just lie back on his success, who I am in him. And he puts me over. He puts you over. Amen. But you have to talk it. You have to say who you are in Christ. You have to say, Jesus, your blood has cleansed me. It has made me right with heaven. I have access to the Father, not because I've done it right, but because you've done it right. Magnifying him instead of magnifying your flesh. Amen. So I so appreciate when Jesus said, I've never missed it, so I share my success with you. I can sense that tangible anointing right now. When that anointing comes, it's because it wants to do a work. So right there where you're at, I want to pray with you. You say, Pastor Nancy, I've been pushed down under a sense of guilt, shame, condemnation. Listen, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. When the word calls him the accuser of the brethren, the word is giving us insight to how, he, how the devil operates right. with accusations. Mm-hmm. He accuses you. He accuses you to yourself mm-hmm. to try to get you to turn in upon yourself. And he's going to accuse you with something that pertains to you. Mm-hmm. He's not going to accuse you with something that doesn't pertain to you because then that accusation would never work in your, in your, against you. Right. So he takes something very real Mm -hmm. to you and he accuses you with it. Mm -hmm. And he says, you're guilty of this. But what you're to do is to answer that. Mm -hmm. Answer that guilt. Answer that condemnation. Answer that sin consciousness. Mm -hmm. Because if you yield to sin consciousness, always remembering where you missed it. Mm -hmm. Always remembering your sin. That's what sin consciousness is. You're remembering your sin more than you're remembering that the blood cleansed you. Sin consciousness remembers the sin. Righteousness consciousness remembers that you're made right by the blood of Jesus. You you decide which one you're going to live mindful of. So Satan is the accuser of the brethren is constantly working to point to what we are in the flesh, Mm -hmm. where we've missed it in the flesh what we've done naturally to miss it. Mm-hmm. And we're to, re- we're to remind him who Jesus made us to be. Amen. Satan, I'm cleansed and you're not. That's right. Satan, I'm righteous and you'll never be. That's right. <laughs> you have to talk it. You have to answer these things. Answer them back. I said, answer them back. 
because he tries to get you to turn in upon yourself. I've, I've, I've done this wrong and I've done that wrong and I've done this wrong. Get in line. Who hasn't? That's right. You qualify for a savior. Yes. That's what that means. Yes. Because you missed it, you qualify for a savior and the good thing, you got one. Yes. You've got a savior. So when Satan points to you and says, you've missed it here, missed it there, that's the way you answer him. Satan, that only shows I qualify for a savior and that blood that cleanses me and now I'm right with God. Yes. And you have to go back to that and praise God that you are right with him. Therefore, you can boldly and freely receive anything you need from him. Amen. Amen. Because I'm right with him, my faith works. Because I'm right with him, I can be bold in his presence, not cowering down, not in shame. Shame is a flow of someone who has forgotten that the blood has cleansed them. Shame comes from falling into your emotions. And people, you know, yes, God gave you your emotions, but not to lead you. God gave us our emotions. They color our life, but they are not to lead our lives. You can't believe God out of your emotions. You can't believe God out of your feelings. You're not righteous out of your feelings. You're righteous out of, out of uh, that, that righteousness in your spirit, not in your emotions. Amen. Amen. Put no stock in your emotions. Yes, they're not your enemy, but they're not a guide. They're not to lead you. They only give color to your person, but they don't lead you. They'll lead you into shame if you do that. They'll lead you into wrong, into wrong thinking. Because our emotions can feel, when you've missed it, you can feel that sense of sin, that sense of unrighteousness. Just confess and God cleanses you from it. So I want to pray with those of you who are watching right now. Maybe you're dealing with depression. Maybe you're dealing with fear. Maybe you're dealing with what I call, what we were talking about, that sense of shame. That all comes from the accuser of the brethren. And you know the fix for it all? The blood of Jesus. It cleanses you from all of that. And you have been made righteous. If you're born again, you have been made right. So you just release your faith with me. And you you pray along with me. Say, Father, I receive the cleansing blood of Jesus. And I believe that it cleanses me of all my sin, of all unrighteousness, my faults, failures, weaknesses, mistakes, wrong decisions. The blood of Jesus makes it as though I never missed it. So I receive the cleansing blood right now. And so I say, Satan, I'm free from fear. I'm free from condemnation. I'm free from guilt. I'm free from shame in Jesus' name because the blood is greater than all my sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the power of the word. Amen. That we're being taught these things. Amen. Well, there's a book that I've been referring to. Some of the teaching is in this book that we've brought to you today. It's called Peace, Living Free from Worry. If you have not gotten your copy, we invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and let us know that you want your copy and we'll get that right out to you. And until next time that you're with us and we're with you, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Tulsa, Oklahoma at The Rock Church, April 16th through the 20th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.